Yes Have Some podcast is excited to tell our listeners about Dr. Pepper and the brand new collectible cans from Spider-Man Far From Home. Collectors, it's time to make that decision. Are you going to drink these Dr. Peppers or are you going to leave them mint in package? Either way, you got to collect all five cans available now, including the new limited time flavor Dr. Pepper Dark Berry featuring Mysterio. Get your hands on all five of the new Spider-Man Far From Home cans from Dr. Pepper available at Walmart. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. This is episode 148. We are live here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am here with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. How's it going? Man, it is good. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Life is good. Life is good. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to everybody who tuned in last week to our episode where we did a little interview with Lainey Serum from Wizard World. We were talking about Ghostbusters Fan Fest. A uh, lot of good information. I definitely think if uh, if you haven't got your ticket to Ghostbusters Fan Fest yet, or if you're on the fence, I'd go uh, listen to the interview because we got some details, more detail than we've had so far. Mm-hmm. I was pretty, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. They've also... They've also posted that uh, that warning that uh, Class 10 tickets are selling out. So, you know, Ooh. do it. Warning. Yeah. Abigail. Okay, here we go. Yes. If you were tasked with letting the world know that the Class 10 tickets to Ghostbusters Fan Fest are almost sold out. Yeah. And you had 30 seconds to do it. What would you say? I would say... Class 10 is literally the best available thing. It's exclusive. It's exclusivity at its best. I'm going to be there. Get in. Hello? Get on it. Is Jake still there? He's still there. Oh, there you go. There oh, you I go. thought you were tuning out because I was doing out. a paid advertisement. Did Jake uh, <laughs> Did Jake just uh, tune out during Abigail's I, impassioned speech? <laughs> I accidentally may have done so. It's all good. It's but good, I'm back. Man. So yeah, well, if you're gonna, I only had ten seconds. So <laughs> if you're gonna go, I think I, how did I do? Like a four. Okay. Out of five, I'll, though. Well, I was on the spot, so yeah. I love putting you guys on the spot. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. We are going to be talking about Avengers Endgame, a little independent film that's <laughs> doing the circuit. It's going to be at Sundance. I hear good things. <laughs> yeah, it's making a ripple. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There was an article today. So there's been... We're going to get into more detail about this, obviously. But um, there's all the... You know, you, ever, you guys ever heard of the zigzag? It's kind of the culture of the internet where it's like if everybody's zigging, somebody's got a zag. Yeah, just like a like, contrarian yeah, thing yeah. going the opposite. Yeah. So uh, there was an article today. I don't know what website it was, but it was basically like 
the biggest problem with Avengers Endgame is that it ignores the casual viewer's experience. And somebody... And basically, the the point they were trying to make was, if you haven't seen all of the other Marvel movies, then you're going to feel left out and confused. Well, so, that's your fault. So mm-hmm. somebody tweeted was like, yeah, it's a 23-chapter book, and you just picked up the last chapter, and you don't understand it. Who cares? That's, <laughs> yeah. your, that's your problem. Cry yeah. about it. Because it, it's literally, it's not a standalone movie. Like, uh, I got into it uh, I got into it, it with hey, a guy. It's, liter- it's literally a part two. It is yeah. part two to Infinity War. Yeah. It's not even, like, just beyond the fact that there are 22 movies before it, it is made basically as one film, you know? The I continuation, feel, wrap feel, up, yeah. It's, it's almost like Kill Bill 1 and 2. It's just like it was too <laughs> much for one film. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you just watch Batman and Robin and haven't seen the first three, you're not going to exactly. know what's going on. Exactly, it's going to be confusing. Yeah, they want more explanation. Like, no, I'm just, <laughs> that is a three hour movie. We are not going to like don't add anything else to it. Yeah, it's also perfect. That's the that's what I want. I want like Hawkeye to step outside of the scene and do some exposition about like his family. And his relationship with yeah, Scarlet. that open was too quiet. Scarlet, they should have the movie would be Scarlet so much better with voiceover. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> or I like know. fourth wall breaking. Yeah, yeah, just something like that. Yeah. Um. So or listen, Sonic had teeth. Oh boy, I told him, we're not going to talk about we're that not Sonic. About Sonic. We okay. can't. It'll p- literally put me in a bad mood. We don't have time. It's we really, don't have time. It's really hard. <laughs> I didn't know we were in the end game until I saw that Sonic trailer. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, listen, there's going to be some hot takes. Uh, the movie is making quite a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, the highest grossing weekend ever made like $350 million opening weekend domestically made three times of answer the call in its first weekend. Uh, just putting that out there and that's okay though. It's okay because Both there's movies starred Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yes. There, it's a spiritual sequel yeah. to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get into Endgame, and uh, we're going to talk about it in depth. Our good friend, John Yerkeba, I didn't even tell you guys this. He may join us. He may not. I don't know. Uh, we well, were talking about it, and then, uh, I don't know. He's he's busy, too. We're all very busy. Honestly, I'm surprised any of us can get together on Wednesday nights and do this podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, one time I didn't talk to Jake for like 24 hours, and I was like, I think he's dead. He's probably, yeah. It's like a panic. Whenever yeah. I call you guys and you don't answer, I'm like, Abby was in another car wreck. Uh, that did happen, though. That did happen. Abby, <laughs> do you want to address that, actually? Yeah, I guess I should. Uh, I figured <laughs> I can't wait. I was talking to the uh, insurance adjuster today, so I already got to share my side of the story. I was in another three-car accident, uh, Pike High Tower will never make it to the Olympics, unfortunately, at this point, because he is totaled. Um, thankfully, though, I'm alive, and that car kept me safe. All of my airbags were deployed. There was like a, it was a stalled vehicle. The cops deemed it a freak accident, basically. Um, I'm safe, I'm alive, and I'm grateful to be here, so hopefully I'll be getting another car soon. And for all of those wondering, yes, it will probably be a Honda Fit, because that's the car I really like. Yes. Hey, I think maybe get a different car. No! I like that car. That car yeah, kept me safe. I don't think that car likes you though. No, it it was the it was the Chevy SUV's fault. If you're gonna get mad at all any I'm, other, all I'm saying is Doctor Strange watched 16 million versions of you getting into a wreck in that car. Yeah, 
And there's probably the only one where you don't, and that's the one where you don't buy that car. Listen, here, Dude. I was bummed mostly um, because we didn't watch Game of Thrones Sunday night yeah, because it was a damn accident. Yeah, because was giving me a panic attack to try to sit down and watch that after uh, being so, in an accident. But uh, I feel like at some point we should do some sort of... Maybe what we'll do for Game of Thrones is maybe we'll do... Like after the finale, we'll do just like an a- entire series. Re- I don't remember shit that happened. Hey, there's been there's been so many things. There's so long in between seasons and, and stuff like that. There were there's been a few things this season where I'm like, oh yeah, what what? <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, having to yeah. watch recaps and shit, and I'm like, who's the, oh, this? These two characters, they're friends, right? Okay, yeah. sure. I feel like the people who were complaining at watching Endgame, not knowing what was going on, because there's like a lot of times where I'm like, wait, now who? Uh, I did like the end of the episode, though, which we finally finished and really liked it. Oh, I just don't want to do spoilers yeah, for anybody. Yeah, no spoilers. It's a no spoiler. Got it. I will say this. I was, was watching fun. one of those uh, recap videos mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones, like catching up on the last or the history of Westeros. And I was like five minutes in and I was like. Either this person is making all of this up, or you don't remember, or anything. I really do not retain anything from this show. <laughs> it's hard to retain when there's so much nudity. Like it's how hard, I, yeah, it's hard whenever the show's been on for you know years and there are fifty main characters. But also, what I said, listen, let's say in high school you're taking a history class and you're getting a lecture on like the history of Istanbul, but also. Your teacher and her brother are having sex at the front of the classroom. You're not going to retain any of the information. Yeah. You're going to be so distracted. I mean, I, I guess I, I can see your point. Honestly, that's what I, that's I see happened your point. to me. I see your so. point, but um, I, I see your point, but I'm more like these dragons are distracting. There's dragons. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Jake. I, 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 no spoilers, but there was a couple times this week I, where I turned to Abby and I went, I bet Jake likes this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew. Yeah, those were some yeah, good points, a couple, too. There's a couple times that were cool. Yeah, there's a couple Godzilla-esque moments. Yeah, there, there are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so cool. Maybe when Game of Thrones ends, we can do some sort of uh, retrospective and talk about the finale sure. and give our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Abby. Yeah. I'm sorry about Pike Hightower. Thank you. It sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I'm sorry. Thank you. All right. But you get a new car. Yeah, get a new car. Get a new car. It's going to happen, yeah. And mm-hmm. you're healthy and yeah. you're safe. And we're still a three-person podcast. And that's kind of all that yeah, matters. Yeah, that's really all that matters. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, So at the top of the episode, you guys might have heard about a little partnership. Yes, have some podcast. And what was it again? I'm sipping on one right now. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just what the doctor ordered. Thank you. A snake. Uh, Dr. Pepper, uh, we've, I feel like we've been teasing this for a while, and I, I guess we've been working on this project for several months. But It's been a while, yeah. I guess we could talk about it. I guess I assumed everybody already knew, mm-hmm. but they didn't. It was a little, little surprise today. So, uh, Abby, why don't you fill us in on the deets? Well, I mean, anyone who's following us on Facebook or Instagram um, will probably have already seen in our story um, that we have a link now to a little fun video that we did that we filmed for Dr. Pepper. Uh, We've talked about our friend Jake before. His name has been mentioned on our show. Um, He was integral in basically our partnership with Dr. Pepper. He came down and we filmed like a fun little video of us going out 
looking for Dr. Pepper Darkberry. Darkberry. Um, new limited flavor. Spider-Man Far From Home. Which we've all had. Yeah. No. <laughs> sure. Can I just say that's like the least fair part of this whole deal is that I actually don't know what it tastes like yet. Like yes, I can't do. find it. I saw stores. it in the video. I saw you drinking it in the video. Oh, that was um, before it was released. So yeah. So the magic um, of television. Dr. Pepper, brand new flavor. Dark. Uh, dark <laughs> I was called it Dark Fairy. Uh, <laughs> nope. I was thinking about Game of Thrones still. Nope. Uh, dark Berry. It's in stores now. You can go check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have some more fun with them in the next couple months. You'll see some more about that. Uh, but I guess we should mention this all has to do with Spider-Man Far From Home, the movie that I desperately could not remember what the title was last week. I called it <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming 2, <laughs> Spider-Man Going Home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. It, is, uh, it comes out in July, Sony Pictures. Our friends at Sony Pictures are putting, they're putting on, uh, I guess this MCU thing is not ending. Even though I saw a lot of oh, tweets, no? there was a lot of people this week going, "This is the end." Even of- I felt like that. Like after the, I know that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming. I know that there's like no more movies down the pipeline. But I was like, "Oh, it's it's over." It's this over. is very depressing. Oh, End Game. So we're gonna get into End Game. Um, gosh, Jake, do you have any uh, you have anything going on that you need to fill the listeners in on? I don't think so. I'm trying. I'm trying to think, but I uh, you didn't no, buy anything. You didn't put a what? giant T-Rex in your living room? Oh, I mean, I did. I I did finally obtain, after years of wanting one of these, uh, the big uh, Tyrannosaur display from Target from when the first like Jurassic World came out. Um, I have one. <laughs> I I just happened to like. Uh, I did I did a tattoo for somebody who works at Target and. Um, we we just got to t- talking about that stuff, and they were like, "Hey, uh, my friend took that home," and I was like, "Well, <laughs> obviously, I deserve it more." And they agreed with me, and uh, <laughs> Jake, do you they just brought it to me. <laughs> Jake, do you just walk around to people's houses looking at their stuff and going, "Hey, I deserve this more than you." I'm taking it. Hey, I'm a she, bigger uh, fan. I, I was tattooing her, and we just got on. You know, like my my station at at a at the shop. You know, I have a Jurassic Park car, uh, a big tattoo, and we were talking about that, and it and it <clears throat> it kind of fell into the collection, and I started talking about all that stuff, and uh. And she just happened to be like, oh, my friend that I work with brought that T-Rex home and showed it to me. And it's just like this dude's apartment is just white walls. There's nothing on any of his walls. He just has that T-Rex standing in there. And she's like, he just wanted it. And they were going to throw it away. So he just took it home. And um, I guess what happened was she uh, told him and he was like, well, he can have it. So Mm -hmm. um, it's now mine and it's in my house. Yeah, it looks better in your house. It does. Did you name it? No. Oh, should I? Am yeah. I supposed to name it? Well, we let the um, the yes have some group therapy yeah, members take a poll, and then it'll be like gone <laughs> well, in a month. I'm not, they're not. They don't get to do polls anymore. <laughs> they'll, they'll name it Three Ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling it Tum Tum. <laughs> oh, but you should. You should. Oh, I guess Tum Tum works, huh? I think because um, he put she it knows karate. Yeah, obviously. And likes jelly beans. Um, Abigail, any other updates before we move on? No. No? That's it. You good? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. But first, we're going to be talking about Patreon. That's right. Yes, Have Some Podcast is on Patreon. We invite all of our listeners to join up. And for $5 a month, you can join in and get those bonus episodes. So what you're going to do 
is you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes have some sign up you put the five dollars down next thing you know you've got all of our bonus episodes the entire archive we've been doing it since july i have a lot of fun with the bonus episodes last week's a really good example where we just kind of let loose Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about the dr pepper stuff before actually abby did i tell you i got an email from jay key uh from dr pepper and he was like you talked about it before May 1st was the uh, the subject line. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh my and he God. was like, just kidding. I like the episode. I was like, ooh, whoops. Um, so a little stressed. It was behind a paywall, though. So Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, I was like, hey, they had to pay $5 for the inside <laughs> info. Uh, no, we, we really love doing the Patreon episodes. And it helps us pay for the things like equipment, website hosting, you know, a podcast hosting, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it helps us. And we love that. Our listeners can support us, so we can give back with these bonus episodes. Jake, do you enjoy the bonus episodes? I love them because a lot of times it's like we get to talk about things that maybe everybody doesn't want to listen to, or we get to talk about older films that maybe aren't really you know on the top of everybody's minds, or uh, just like the, the episodes where we can just have these weird desert island scenarios and like mm-hmm. that stuff's fun you know yeah, yeah and a couple weeks ago we did godzilla 98 abby that was your first viewing loved it <laughs> can't wait to watch it again um yeah no i like that we do um kind of like b-side bonus content and that we get creative and weird with it john your it does fun. get weird john your messaged me he just listened to the godzilla episode and said that there is a madison square dragons shirt coming our way All at some right. point. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like it, that. It was. Madison Square Dragons. Yeah, I coined uh, it. So cool. So if you want to get in on those bonus episodes, obviously we do our regular episode once a week here at Yes Have Some, and we love all of our listeners, even the ones who aren't patrons. But mm-hmm. if you want to get in on those uh, bonus episodes, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes have some. Sign up. And uh, if you have any technical difficulties with the feed at all, feel free to email Jake. His email address sure. is yeah. uh, Do it. Uh, Jurassic Jake at hot <laughs> hot men at hotmen.com. Uh, it's not that. Uh I would not be surprised if at some point in Jake's life he had some sort of screen name that was Jurassic Jake. I wouldn't judge I, him. I mean I didn't, but why why didn't I? I will now. What yeah. was the other one I gave you? It was like vegan T-Rex. You're like, about to change my Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had a vegan lunch today. No. I did. Liar. I did. No, I did. What did I you have? I swear to God. Well, I had a curry cauliflower wrap that had roasted okay. red pepper, black okay. bean hummus, mm. and uh, shredded lettuce. Mm. Well, that sounds really good. That sounds amazing. It was good, but I hate... I, I, don't like red pepper. Mm. Oh, okay. Like roasted well, red pepper? I don't like right. roasted red pepper. Well, I, I do. Somebody told me I was wrong for not liking it. <laughs> I agree with them. <laughs> that sounds like something we would say. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love roasted red pepper. You get that on your Domino's veggie sandwich? Yeah, it's Ooh, good. I want Domino's for dinner. Uh, last thing, last food-related topic. And uh, by the way, here's a public service announcement. I hope none of our listeners get the measles. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that? Like people who yeah. don't get vaccinated? Yeah, the measles are back. 
It's like when uh, it's crazy, huh? The measles were rebooted. Well, you know, they saw that they saw that like Star Wars is back. You know, Jurassic <laughs> Park's doing pretty well. Like all these reboots are doing good. Like why not the measles? Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure everybody remembers the measles as a household name. So. Yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> what was it? Like when you're a kid, you get a measles shot a couple sure. times. Sure. And it's supposed to last like your whole life. Mm-hmm. But then now mm-hmm. they're saying like, hey, you should probably go get checked to make sure that shit worked. Uh, and there was an article today that said uh, in California, uh, a theater full of Avengers fans possibly exposed to the measles. Oh, so God. it's uh, very scary stuff. Don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. Thanos is real. Yeah, dude. Oh, my Half God. Half the population. <laughs> anyway. Be careful. So listen, we're going to get to Avengers here. I thought, I thought you were going to say public service. And since we were talking about food, I thought you were going to say public service announcement. I hope there's going to be vegan food at Ghostbusters Fan Fest so Jake doesn't starve all day. Oh, Jake, yeah. you going to be able to eat breakfast? Probably not, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring in some Cliff Bars. Tofu scramble? So I'm going to live <laughs> off Cliff Bars that day. So, um, um, be fine. Yeah, I'll bring the, for you. On the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip, they've had this... Uh, ongoing <laughs> this ongoing joke about encouraging fans to give Ivan Reitman unsolicited hugs uh, <laughs> and just knowing like yeah you know see I'll- that's why he wears those tennis shoes so he can run away <laughs> he's gonna be in a bubble what are we talking about? he's gonna be in a bubble the whole oh time. yeah bubble yeah. Ivan and like yeah. he, he, to, to, he's gonna sign his autograph his, his hands gonna go through one of those like rubber tubes Eric has to like roll him around. Yeah, Eric's gonna what? what? Eric has to roll him around and oh, keep yeah. people like ten feet away. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, nobody look Ivan in the eyes. <laughs> nobody make direct contact. Um, no, what I was gonna bring up was that uh, Burger King is doing Impossible Whoppers. Oh yeah, they are, yeah. And they so, are. It's 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 not like a a complete rollout yet, but it's like seven thousand stores right now. It's it's going to. Yeah. Dude, how good would it be if they were sponsored by Rise of Skywalker as well? There was a cross promotion where it was like, "This burger has no meat. It's vegan. That's impossible." <laughs> uh, I was wondering where you were going. With See, that. I liked this it. is where my mind is all day. This is why the this is why Dr. Pepper's reaching out to YHS to say, <laughs> "You guys got the ideas. You got the goods." Are you just trying to say as many? things in this episode as possible hoping that they contact <laughs> yeah, other, us. other people yeah listen yeah. we're we're reaching out to domino's burger king i think abby as we go through the process of possibly finding a new car maybe a chevy no not a chevy <laughs> uh, a ford no honda honda yeah i feel like we should get paid by honda yeah okay uh, yeah i'm gonna drop as many corporations <laughs> i want to sell out as hard as humanly yeah. possible okay <laughs> Uh, speaking of selling out, Reebok. No, I just want some <laughs> alien stars. Oh gosh, we'll just we'll just put them all like on a on a backing track behind, so we can subliminate subliminally be like Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson baby powder. <laughs> cliff bars. <laughs> Who said cliff bars? Yeah, cliff bars. Sure, so, yeah, cliff bars. What was that? Throughout the entire episode. Um, Jake, do you follow that Instagram middle class fancy? Um, no, but yes, have some does. So yeah. yeah. kind of like I do. Yeah. It's what was the funny. one about Cliff Bars recently? Uh, oh, like nobody. And then it's like anyone who like 
don't worry, I just had a cliff bar. Like, literally, because everyone always volunteers oh, yeah, that anybody information. Who's ever, oh, I'm not hungry, I just had a cliff bar. I just had a cliff bar. Like, <laughs> God. I was like, I literally said that. They today. are. Even Jake earlier was like, I'm just going to have cliff bars all day. Yeah, I'm not even hungry. Yeah. Um, so cool. Well, we're going to talk about Avengers now. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but friend of the show, John Yerkaba, might be joining us. He's running around, he's doing stuff. He's, he's busy. Got, he's making, he's probably tagging a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, with, that like, what they do? with like a drawing of us. That's what people in Ar- Arizona do. Um, so cool. The so bridges of Arizona. Let's get to it. About what did you call the, br- like the bridges of Arizona? Whoa, the John Your Campus story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> about a year ago, we all saw Avengers: Infinity War, which is uh, you guys remember that film? Mm-hmm. It ended on kind of a downer. Yeah, with all of our heroes kind of fading away, Thanos got his wish. Although I've been reading a lot lately about the comics, I guess Thanos' motivation in the comics was a little bit different than his motivation in the movies. In the comics, he was just obsessed with death. Yeah. Um, I kind of, uh, I like the I like the movie version more. I think it's, uh, I like any time uh, a villain has a shred, like, you know what they always say, like, evil people believe in what they're doing like they don't think they're evil right mm-hmm. and right. i think that's that's kind of the you key. can clearly see that with thanos yeah yeah it's like yeah he really thinks that he's doing yeah in uh, fact something that's good now yeah. i without going any further we're gonna have major spoilers coming up so uh, sure if you haven't seen avengers i don't know who you are but please uh see it before we spoil it for mm-hmm. you i no matter how I good think the, everyone's seen it at this point like people that i would not even expect to go see this movie are posting about going out it's like a phenomenon i was point. bummed i saw like yesterday pat oswald posted on twitter was like finally seeing endgame i'm like god what what have you been doing um <laughs> so and as good as this episode is about to be and as amazing and fun as this review will be I still think the movie would be a better way to learn about how it happens than hearing us trying to describe sure. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so Thanos definitely believes uh, he did the right thing. And did you guys empathize with Thanos at all? The first time we see him in this movie, he's just doing his garden. He's just picking some fruit. Yeah. I loved that. Like the last time we see Thanos, he does the snap. Half of the universe fades away. Everybody's crying. He mm-hmm. goes and rests. And it's almost more chilling to see that he's just like kicking back and enjoying himself after all that loss and destruction and sadness. And it's and he's just like doing his own like living on his own thing. Um, it's, I wish somebody would have told him like, hey, dude, you could have gone and had your little farm without killing half the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could, that planet. There's nobody on that planet. He yeah. could have just gone to the planet. I was kind of jealous. I was like, look at him, man. He gets a whole planet. He's just hanging out. Like, you know. Dude. And it seems also, like he's got the right idea. To me. He's mm-hmm. tall. So he's that's very good. tall. He's yeah. purple. He's purple. Yeah. It's cool. He's living right? off the land. Um. So let's go back a little bit. I'm trying to remember. I think across the board, we all really enjoyed Infinity War. Yes? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Ten fucks. Yeah, yeah. Ten mm-hmm. Um. I always do this to you guys, and you hate me every time. But let's just do it. This movie. Let's not do a 1 to 10 scale. Let's not do a uh, where does it rank in the MCU. Because those things are coming later. Uh, uh, Jake. Yeah. Did you enjoy Avengers Endgame? Yes. Thank you. Abigail. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Did you enjoy Avengers Endgame? I sure as heck did. 
Me too. Yeah. No hot takes from why. That's pretty cool. Do you think anybody was expecting, like, our listeners know our personalities pretty well. They probably all thought, they probably were like, Greg and Abby liked it. Jake's probably hates it. I feel like that might be something some people think. Um, Okay. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. I cried so hard Mm -hmm. during this movie. The last 45 minutes straight, like, I couldn't even keep it together. Because I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let go right now because I need this release. This is a 21, what is it, 21 or 22 movie buildup. I do love the MCU, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I love or am obsessed with every single movie in the universe so Mm -hmm. far. There's some that I like more than others. Um, I really love... Captain America and I really love Iron Man Mm -hmm. and I really love uh, you know Thor especially since Thor Ragnarok so uh, the journey I went on this movie was very emotional top to bottom Um, I was completely bought in from the first second I love the way the movie opens with Hawkeye and his family Uh, and you know what I've got some thoughts about Hawkeye but I'll save those uh Abby, well, we talked about anticipation last week for this movie. Mm-hmm. Jake My had, thoughts on Hawkeye are that he looks really good in this movie. Yeah, talk about that. I just, I think he's tough, and I really. Well, also regarding the open of the movie, it's so quiet. You see Linda Cardellini and uh, Hawkeye's family, and it's it's it, the tone is completely different from any other um, Marvel movie go like before it. Um, it's quiet, and it just kind of absorbs you in, and then you see the moment where his. Um, his extended or his, you know, his wife and kids disappear. And that's just like taking it home to a different level because we all, the last thing we saw was all of our favorite superheroes vanishing. But when you think about like regular everyday people also being taken up in this, um, you feel that weight and it's like frantic by the end of it. And it's, it's like a very dystopic, quiet, like hopeless movie almost in the beginning. And like, you see, um, <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking about Zack Snyder when he said all that. Yeah, but uh, but also <laughs> at the same time, still funny in moments of like levity in between it. Um, and you you know that by the end of the movie that things are going to turn around, and just you're in it, and you're so invested because you want to get all those other people back. That like for me personally, the three hours it wasn't long enough. Like it was a short movie almost. Like I didn't take a a bathroom break. I noticed that most of the people in the theater didn't have drinks with them. I think that it's like. I think it really paid off for the level that I like invested in it going into this movie. And my level of anticipation, it, it definitely paid off for me. That's interesting. The the first like I, I I don't know. I feel like the first third of the movie's pretty bleak. It's very dark. Obviously the movie starts off um Okay, let me okay, let me get my bearings straight. So when the movie starts, because I've we've only all seen it once, so we might miss some stuff. That's okay. They, the snap happens. Oh, we first see Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he's yeah, that's up, direct. That's directly after. Right. Yeah. Oh. He's he's up in the ship with Nebula, and he's recording his messages for. Dude, can we talk about just? I literally got emotional watching that scene with him and Nebula because they're playing whatever that little game is, and you know that Nebula has like football, gone, like the football. Yeah. Football. That's, yeah. yeah. 
And it's like Nebula like doesn't get it. Yeah, but like the fact is like when she she learns and he's accepting of her learning and like you know that her and Gamora used to go and like fight each other and that she would be Nebula would be dismantled and like pulled apart whenever she would lose and like for there to be forgiveness and acceptance and like that hey you did a good job I'm teaching you kind of a thing this is like it's almost like Iron Man was parenting her and it was like very sweet and special yeah like and then they get rescued and then they come down to earth mm -hmm. and that's when they first put together the plan that okay it's been 22 days we're about to go kill the fuck out of Thanos oh but first you see Captain America in his like his uh grief group right yeah. yeah. Or is that later after the five years later? I, 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 I think well, it's that was later. That was that's later. That's after the five years because yeah. he's all shaven and everything. Yeah, because that's what they're talking about is how everybody's going. Oh, right, right, right. Right, right. So let's talk about this whole setup. They're getting the gang together. They're going to go to space for the first time. Captain Marvel shows up. And this was kind of like, you know, as we talked about the movie last week, uh, we all had some kind of like high level predictions, right? But none of yeah. we we didn't even talk about like how are they going to deal with Thanos? Um, well, they kill him <laughs> like in the first ten minutes. They go to his planet. Mm -hmm. um, God, I'm skipping so much. What well, doesn't matter? It's We're a three-hour movie. Yeah, order. but 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 I just want to. Okay, Thor's with Thor kills Thanos. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. So when this happens, Jake, what what is going through your mind as you see this unfold very early on in the movie? Because um, this is the part I'm really interested in talking to people about because we all have our expectations of what we think is going to happen or what could happen. But this didn't really cross my mind as something that we would be seeing. No, I didn't think um, <clears throat> I didn't think we were going to be killing him off so early either. I mean, obviously, when it does happen, you know, that's not the end of it. You know, obviously, it's so soon in the movie. We know that something is happening to where that's not going to be all of Thanos. But I was a little surprised to see that kind of a thing right away. It was it's surprising to watch like when you watch all of the other movies and you, you, you get all that buildup of Thanos and then in infinity war, how he comes in and just wipes everybody out. And then all of a sudden we see like, look how strong these guys are when you don't have the fucking stones to hide behind. You know what I mean? Like without the stones, we're like, they just take him out. You know, mm -hmm. they take him out so quick and easy. Um, I think that kind of stuff is some of the stuff that makes Marvel like a cut above other people doing superhero movies because you wouldn't get something like that where they kill off Thanos immediately in the, you know, the conclusion to a 21 saga thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of thinking and out of the box, like, Let's deal with like, that's what they would do. You know what I mean? Like, that's what would happen. They would they would immediately be like, hey, uh, let's go kill. Let's go kill Thanos. Yeah. Like, and why wouldn't mm -hmm. you like whether whether he wins or not? Of course, they would be like, well, we know where he is. Let's yeah. just go there and fucking kill him. Yeah. For the sake of closure and getting everything out, like out. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck him. And it's also pretty. Yeah. Fuck him. It's pretty violent. Like, it's definitely more intense than anything we've seen. Like Thor literally just goes in and cuts his head off. Like, and yeah. his, his arm mm -hmm. gets cut off first and then, yeah. 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 And then his head. And I really like, 
I like the scene later on in the movie where 2012 Thanos is watching it happen. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, good. I must have done what I'm like. If they're this mad at me, uh, yeah. I go, I must have <laughs> succeeded. <laughs> um, so, OK, so that happens. And Thor, uh, they, 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 they kill Thanos. Um, but you're still left with that feeling of emptiness because everybody's still gone. Right. So it's like that. You, there's still motivation to like move the movie forward. Right. So when they do the flash forward, guys, as Lost fans, is there anything better than a flash forward? No. Uh, a, a flash sideways, maybe? I don't know. No. That audience like freaked out. Is flash oh, no, sideways, no, no, no. Not sideways good. is not good. Guys, Lost brought us terminology uh, as genius as flash sideways. <laughs> flash sideways, you're going to have a kid, okay, in that timeline. Um, so... When there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, I don't know what your theater was like, but there was a lot of really audible like gasps when it said five years later. Yeah. What if it would have said people the were end. genuinely like what they they just end the movie. They're like, just kidding. It's not three hours. It's 10 minutes. They killed Thanos. No, no, no. But it was <laughs> three hours. But the whole other two hours is just the, is like your credits. Credits that cover 21 movies. It's like Wait. answer the call. Waiting. <laughs> hey, I talk like you guys now. I love Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I'm very excited for Men in Black. And yeah. I'm very excited to talk about uh, Thor in this movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so they do five years later. And that's I think that's where we... Oh, yeah. That's where we see Paul Rudd. Ant-Man comes back from the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. He's because a, of a rat. Because of a rat. And yeah. he... <laughs> he uh, he Pink thinks, suit. It, that must be so stressful. Imagine going to the bathroom. And coming out two minutes later and five years have gone by. That would be so yeah. intense. So, mm-hmm. like, I he guess. Said, what's he say? He's in there for five hours. Yeah, like five hours or something like that. Yeah. And that's yeah. directly from the end of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So he comes back and he's in a storage uh, facility with his van. And he goes and sees that he has a daughter. And he's like, oh, shit. Shit's hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's falling apart. And that's where he goes and meets up with the Avengers. And that's where we start seeing kind of where everybody is five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Abby, you had some interesting comments about uh, Black Widow. Because I feel like historically you haven't been that no, into... No, I thought she was like... I related to her more in this movie and liked uh, Scarlett Johansson like more in this um, in Endgame than I think any other Marvel movie. I think that she seemed like broken, a little bit more relatable she was going through a lot of emotions i liked her hair too i love the way it was growing out and the color contrast um but yeah you just feel that despair of like and loss of she's trying to keep everything together um captain marvel shows up and she's like i'm busy i'm out you know in other solar systems oh yeah well they do i love their like conference call like their hologram Mm -hmm. conference call Mm -hmm. and there's a joke about it later where Black Widow says something like, I, I get emails from a raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, what I laughed. Yes. And I was, was like, a good Who, laugh. who's the raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, was a build a bear. I was surprised by how funny this movie was. Yeah. It was Because funny. I know that, I know that's something that like, that's a, that's a Marvel, like all Marvel movies are funny. They just are. Most of them anyway. But this one, I thought going into it, would maybe not have so much time to be funny. I thought this is not a criticism. This is not something I, I liked this about it, but I just imagined going in like, okay, this is going to be a serious, like this is shit is happening. Like there's no, there's no room for jokes here. And instead 
it was very funny. Like it mm-hmm. was very, I laughed out loud at uh, Tony Stark saying that he thought Racket Raccoon was a Build-A-Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. What a funny line. And I want to Build-A-Bear Rocket Raccoon so bad this and Christmas. Jake, it's interesting because like, <laughs> I feel like, so not the last episode of Game of Thrones, but the one before that where um, they're all, it's like the night before the Battle of Winterfell and they're all yeah. just, yeah. there's a lot of like subtle humor and funny moments in that episode. And I saw, I had a conversation about it Somebody saying that they didn't like that. They were like, it's not believable to, for people. Oh, to- yeah, because people don't cope with trauma and difficult things like that with humor. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I know in the darkest moments of my life, the only way I've been able to cope with it just is make to a just make up jokes. Yep. Like that, and yeah. I feel like now, now this movie isn't like that, but like you got to inject some level of like humor to bring levity. Otherwise... Uh, it's just like Martha. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, release the Snyder cut. That's my, that's my think, 2019 <laughs> mantra. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of, um, like, uh, comedic moments, I think that they, as soon as the movie like dips into when they find Thor and like, he's doing all when he's like basically coping with all the loss and he's video game, like addicted and all that. I feel like, that was some of the funniest shit that is in this entire movie. Um, yeah. And I think I like Chris Hemsworth. I definitely like him more than Chris Pratt. It's a, it's like a weird thing now, but I'm more into Thor than I am into Star-Lord, and I think he's funny. He is funny. We're going to get that. Uh, so, yeah, they go um, they go to uh, Tony's house. Tony. So Tony has moved on, right? He's got him and Pepper together. They've got a daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of live on a, a, a lake house. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the the Avengers kind of go to Tony with with Ant Man and they kind of have this idea that maybe they can use uh, Hank Pym's technology to um, time travel or go into the quantum realm and go back and retrieve the stones uh, to basically prevent the snapping from ever happening. Mm-hmm. Snapping from happening. Um, I guess we all we talked about it like time travel being an element in this movie. Uh, but it's so cool how seamlessly like they started putting the pieces together and then like all the conversations about like back to the future and all of the uh, time travel movies and how they go out of their way to be like, hey, anytime there's time travel in a movie, the rules are pointless. They don't make sense. There's going to be a plot hole just because mm-hmm. you see after this movie, people being like, well, this doesn't make sense because it's just like, dude, you just got to. Take that yeah, lead. but they but they mm-hmm. also put that. Re- I, I I really liked that about this movie because not only are they kind of saying to your to the audience like, hey, this is very complicated and nobody knows how it works, so you gotta kind of go with it. But also, they make a point to be like, look, time travel in every movie you watch, basically the rules are kind of similar, and in reality, the reality of this movie. They're like, that's not how it would work. Like, you can't just go to the past and then change it. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And that is that is good because that way you have to come up with another like because, I mean, would would you be annoyed if we watched 21 movies and then all of a sudden they were like time travel? We'll just go back in time. And it never happened. Yeah, that would be, that's a cop out. Like mm-hmm. these rules with it being like you can't change the past. You have to figure out how to fix it in the current timeline or there's no fixing it. But don't so you kind of still- wish 
Don't you mm-hmm. kind of wish they just did the Bill and Ted logic where they were just sitting there and they were like, uh, everything just falls in their lap. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll go back and get the Infinity Gauntlet and we'll hide it behind that trash can. <laughs> Whoa, it is Bill, just there. It is just there. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that is. Funny. What if like, what if we had the entire movie super serious? You know, they're trying to figure stuff out, and then at the end, like Ant Man kind of thinks of that logic, you know, and th- that's just how they defeat Thanos. That'd <laughs> that be would great. be great. Yeah, hey, or what if instead of uh, Red Skull, it was the Grim Reaper from oh Bill and Ted 2. Oh. Wait, there's a chance <laughs> I made this joke last Avengers review, but Possibly, I, still, I still like it. You must play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Best two out of three. <laughs> Is this your lover? Um, we'll get there. Okay. So, oh, I, I do think John Dracabe is going to join us. That'll be fun. Oh, fun. He seems to know about movies. Yeah. Um, well, we'll loop him in. Um, Abby. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. When they're getting the gang together, they got to go find Thor, who has established new Asgard, which is phenomenal. Yeah. With all the Asgardians and Valkyrie, my lord. Yeah, my lady. My lady Valkyrie. <laughs> God. Like, I love 21 movies in and we're like, there she is on her flying horse. I buy it. Yeah. Um, so there's this scene where so Rocket and uh, the Hulk. new Hulk. So the, oh yeah, before that, they, Hulk. okay, mm-hmm. they have this whole scene where uh, they got to go get Bruce Banner. They find him in this diner. He is now self-aware Hulk. It's this. The scene is so funny, and in fact, that diner is. Right down the street. Right down the street from where we live. Yeah, exactly. Wait, which diner is it? It's it's closed now. Yeah, but like okay. when I saw it in the theater, I was like, I know that trashy strip mall across the street. I wow. recognize it. Yeah, we could totally go there next time. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. I, as a matter of fact, we should probably do like an Avengers location. Like, I don't, I, we've had to talk about it before, but Avengers HQ, the whole building they use for their headquarters, mm-hmm. uh, the one that gets destroyed in this movie. Yeah, it's no longer screen accurate. Literally. A half a mile from our house. Right. Yep. I drive by it every time I visit. Hey, yep. they never let me. the interstate, it's right there, yeah. Every time you get gas. Um, so, Abby, tell me about your thoughts seeing Rocket and Hulk in the back of this truck heading to New Asgard. Well, I think you guys would probably agree with me. That was, like, one of the my favorite moments um, just in general. I was like, this is, A, a print, and, B, like, just my favorite scene of these two together um uh rocket raccoon is one of my favorite characters in general um and uh the hulk and him riding around in the back of that truck it's like, hello it's funny and it's great hi john hi john hey what's up hello john hey, hello john hello john, <laughs> john. Uh, came is joining us abby was just a, a waxing poetic about rocket and the hulk uh, riding in the back of that truck. And I think, John, you told me it looked like a scene out of a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, as soon as it, as soon as like the music kicked in and you see Hulk and Rocket in the back of the truck going through the like idyllic landscape, I was like, this is a Wes Anderson movie. Like this, mm-hmm. it just, the this movie played cards that I don't think anybody even knew it had. Like it, <laughs> I don't even. I don't know what you guys have talked about so far, but like. Well, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. It's over. Nice talking to you guys. Now we just scratched the surface. Um, yeah. Well, we were just kind of. That's kind of one of the 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 main themes that we're getting at is that this movie was subversive. I like subversive filmmaking when it's not like in an upsetting manner. It it did different things than I thought it was going to do. 
but it did them better than I could have imagined them doing it. So it's like you're just surprised. So let's just get the cat out of the bag. You got to get the cat out of the bag. You guys get my. You got what I'm doing right there. Yeah, you can't put the as cat. As long as I'm playing, I'm putting it back in the bag. <laughs> Jake, do you get that joke too? Uh, no. What's that from? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Fat Thor. Uh, so, so they go find Thor. Thor is living in New Asgard, basically living out the college lifestyle. He's overweight. Looks like the big Lebowski. He's with his bros from Ragnarok that I can't think of their names. Korg? Is that his name? Korg? Korg yep. and me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, this is one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a very long time. Probably the funniest in any Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> Thor has completely let himself go. I will throw to you, John. You're our guest. What What was your first reaction to uh, to seeing? <laughs> I guess it sounds... Everyone's just calling him Fat Thor, so I guess we can just go with that, but... I I was calling him Thick Thor, like okay. with two C's. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, He's too thick what if you just I... change his name to Thick? <laughs> the Mighty Thick. <laughs> He's an absolute unit. <laughs> oh man, yeah. When I saw him, and he had put on all that. First of all, when I saw he had let his hair go. Because you see him from the back at first, and you don't really know that he's changed that much. You just think like, "Oh, cool, he let his hair grow back out." Yeah. But having seen that, I was just like, "Oh, I don't know if he's okay." Like, I think he let himself go, and then he turns around. I was like, "Yeah, he he really let himself go." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but then you see him, and he's just like completely relaxed. I mean, like you know something's up too, because Hulk and Rocket walk into his little his little cottage and they're immediately like, it smells like something died in here. And then when they say, Thor, are you around? And he's like, Oh, are you here to fix the cable? Immediately, You're just like, Thor is not okay. Thor is in denial. Thor is trying to not address the situation. And, uh, and then you see that that's not the only thing he's been not addressing. And, uh, and then the whole scene where like Korg is playing Fortnite and he's just like, Hey, Nude master's back on and he's picking on me again. I also completely bought into Fortnite still being a famous game five years from now. Because <laughs> because if the whole world or if half the universe vanished tomorrow, like that shit's still something. relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever was popular like those people were probably all playing Fortnite yeah. and what else is popular now? I don't yeah. know. What a, like uh, the people who designed them, half of them are gone. So, like, <laughs> yeah. how do you know you're yeah. getting There's any been more any new updates? Yeah. Jake, what did you? Uh, what would you? I, we talked about this a lot, but it's yeah. Just so funny. I mean, I, that scene is very funny. But then, like, it sure it's very funny to see Thor look like that and have a big, like, huge beard and his hair is back, and you can and it's it's a very silly scene. But there's also a point in that scene where it becomes not so silly anymore. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. Hulk is like, hey, dude. Like you, you gotta like, you have to face like what's happening and what happened. And, and in that moment, like Thor kind of comes back and you see him like struggling with it. Mm. And I'm like, and you know, as silly as this whole situation is, that's a real thing that people go through. And like, uh, people really, you know, when, when things that are traumatic happen, people, sometimes they will let themselves go or become depressed, you know, in any sort of different way, but like it's, or become dependent on substance. Yeah. 
exactly like that's a that's a real thing and in that moment when you see thor's face like yeah you know it changes and you're all of a sudden you're like oh like this just got really really heavy all it took was for hulk to say like hey we can fix it and he's like oh you mean the cable because that's that's been bugging he's like no we can fix what thanos did immediately he's just like yeah don't say that name yeah like it gets real real quick yeah, yeah, literally, they all say like it's like a Voldemort thing. Like we don't talk about yeah. that. One of, um, one of my one of my favorite things that this movie does in general, and this is kind of skipping around a little bit, but I made a short list that I just want to read. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Oh, Jake, I have a list too of all of Jake's predictions from last week. <laughs> okay. AKA how Jake spoiled Endgame, like Doctor yeah. Strange, like that. It's the. It's do, the you wanna, do you want to do that first, or uh, let me do, do my real quick? I I, uh, I got a couple notes. On things that Jake said during last week's episode of Yes Have Some Podcast. Before this movie was out. (laughs) Jake said the following. I feel like there's no emotional weight if Iron Man dies. Because everybody's (laughs) expecting it. (laughs) He said, I think the best thing they could do is have Captain America go back to his original timeline and live his life out with Peggy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, here's another one. God, I hope they don't find a way to bring Loki back. Even though I love, even though I, I love Loki. It just, it's stupid if they just bring him back. Um, there's a couple more. Well, I'll interject with a few more of Jake's bold predictions. I uh, spoiled Endgame last week. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what was your list? Um, I, I made a I made a short list here. There's no, there's only four things on it, but if you this list is basically if you so okay this is 22 movies in this has become this saga has become like the biggest thing in just in in movies in general you know yeah it's it's a big event and if you were to time travel to how many years ago did this start? 11 years ago? 2008. Yeah. Yep. To somebody like John, who has been a comic, <laughs> a comic book fan or a Marvel fan, you know, their entire life. <clears throat> and you said, hey, 11 years from now, there's going to be 22 movies all in continuity with each other, all leading up to the end of the Infinity War. Here's four things that are going to be in that movie. (laughs) And if number one, you were like, hey, you know what? One of your main character focuses that's going to get more screen time than, you know, half of the Avengers that have been around since the first movie is Nebula. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you said uh, Captain America is going to make a joke about how good his ass looks. <laughs> I think you would probably be, I think you would be annoyed at that out of context. I'd be like, how did they get 22 movies? <laughs> uh, if you were told um, that there is a scene where Ant-Man is going to pee his pants. <laughs> and the whole dabs. God, oh, yeah. that's my number like, five. I'd be like, what would what's a dab? The Hulk <laughs> does a trendy dance from five years ago. La- that's still trendy because there's no yeah. trends anymore. <laughs> and then the last one on my list is that Thor is going to be fat for the entire movie. <laughs> like those are all things that if you take those out of context and someone told you like, hey, we're making Avengers. This is what we're going to do. You'd be like, get the fuck out of my face with that. 
You would be. Especially but they're all like, here. But they're all here and they're all amazing. This is, this is what happens in the ultimate, like, the final chapter. Yeah, that's stuff. what I mean. The big, like, this is the, the Deathly Hallows part two of the exactly. Marvel Universe. And you told me those things exactly. happen. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, You'd, you would be so confused and out of your mind. Like, I feel like you would be mad if you were told like, something like this. here <laughs> yeah you would be like oh we must all be idiots 11 years in the future but then, i mean and like for marvel to do all that and for it to work dude what if somebody told you this though what if in 2013 somebody said hey in 2020 you're gonna get the fourth ghostbusters movie but nobody will ever talk about the third one because of how, <laughs> because of the social and political uh, implications of it, you'd be like, "What the is fuck?" Is this a Ghostbusters movie yeah. we're talking about? What the fuck did Dan Aykroyd <laughs> right. do? What did he <laughs> say? Oh God. Um, God, John, we kind of yeah. started off giving our our general like opinions of what we felt about the movie. Obviously, we know you liked it, but. As far as like where it sits in the MCU, I, let's all let, wait. No, now it's time to do that thing I talked about earlier. Where does this movie <laughs> rank in the MCU? We all have our favorites, and also, does this movie count as its own thing, or do you have to loop it in with Infinity War? I can start. You have to loop it in with Infinity War. I was going to say this is so. You know how I think you've said it before, Craig. How when people if it's ask smart, you what your favorite probably. movie, <laughs> when people ask what your favorite movie is. And you give them the list, but that's and it might not have Ghostbusters on it, but because that to you like Ghostbusters exist outside of the list, so it's like Ghostbusters and then one, two, three. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like if I was going to rank my favorite MCU movies, this and Infinity War would have to be outside of it. It would be like I don't know, like like an alternate timeline. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, yes. but it would have to be like you know. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Captain Marvel, whatever. Like that's my one, two, three. But you're one, two, three for real. I'm literally just naming movies. Oh, okay. I, I was just curious. But like, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, is that your one, two, three I, for I, real? I, is that your for real one? I'm just wondering. No, well, let's um, do it, John. Let, okay. for, all right, forget Infinity War, and uh, what's this other one called? Endgame. Endgame. For, for now, for a second. What going into these movies? Or separating those, what is everybody's top three? I'll start with Abigail. Top three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Uh, volume 2 would be after that, and Thor Ragnarok would be three. There you go. Jake? I, I can't do this. I feel like... Uh, God damn it, I, I you're like, fired. Well, no, well, listen, listen. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't tell me ahead of time, hey, you're going to have to take 22 movies and rank them into the top three. Uh, I hold think on, Jake, Jake, Ragnarok- Jake, Jake. Hold on one can- second. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. Jake's list is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, contract, contract. I, th- I think uh, I think probably the first Avengers would be in there, and I think Thor Ragnarok would probably be in there. But I would need to get a list of all of these movies, yeah, and kind of like analysis. I would have to remember some of them and remember like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't just rank them on on the spot. Fine, John. Ah, uh, man. By the way, Jake, I agree with you. It's too hard. Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely think Winter Soldier is in there. I definitely think Civil War is in there. The third one is tough for me, 
I really enjoyed Ragnarok. I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> I, I like how I Abby say, had the only definitive. I list. know. I was like, why am I the only one who knows? I think. I think. Yeah, it's the third one for me is probably either Ragnarok or Captain Marvel. So there you go. Cool. There's a top three and a half. Craig, what's yours? Oh, obviously, number one is uh, Iron Man 3. Number two is uh, The Hulk with Edward Norton. What? <laughs> Poor. You know what? Okay, I, I don't really remember the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie, but I do like that no matter. It's like. It's, it's better. It's better than Iron Man 3. Yeah, it is for sure. We gotta talk about this. Iron Man three is a really good movie, except for like for me, the only thing that makes that movie like I don't want to watch that again is because I really wanted Ben Kingsley to be the actual Mandarin, and when they twisted it, I was like, it just took me out of the movie, and that taking me out of the movie was just like okay, it's good, but it's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think um, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I I do like it though. and I think a lot of people were impressed that they brought that kid back for uh, yeah. Tony Stark's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Guardians, uh, Guardians Volume One and Two are probably both in my top three. Probably Thor Ragnarok, and then it's kind of a mixture. It depends on the day of the week. I really like uh, the first Captain America. I really like, um, you know, Avengers. The first <laughs> Avengers. Uh, I do, and then it's and but it's weird because like I also I like there's like that second tier like Doctor Strange and Ant Man like I love those movies but they're just not yeah. quite they're not quite at the level of you know you wouldn't reach for them some it's of the top tier like we're the ranking we're ranking like ostensibly like if you were gonna rank any Marvel movie against any other movie ever they're all incredible like you can even talk about Thor two like that's a it's a good movie. Now, compared to the rest of the Marvel Universe, it's not very high on the list, but they're all good movies. So, like, to rank, you know, I, I mean, especially after Endgame, it feels like ranking children. Like, it's tough. Yeah. All right. It feels yeah. like ranking. I, well, I know what my favorite's going to be is Spider-Man Far From Home. Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. No, I, you know what? A, a lot of times I, I'm weird with movies. I think about the movies that have the biggest emotional impact on me. Um, besides Endgame, the movie in the Marvel Universe had the biggest emotional impact on me. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Um, I thought the entire, like you know, the story with uh, Star Lord and Ego, yeah, but mo- more how they played out Star Lord and Yondu and saying goodbye to Yondu yeah. and the Ravenger funeral, like that stuff gets to me every time. Um, and I got, uh, I got, what is happening, yes. John? Where are you? Are you okay? Is I'm good. We have a, so we're fostering a puppy right now, and he's oh. just kind of rowdy. All right, oh, that's good. bark three times if Get that was a show. lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so this little piece of the conversation talked about uh, ranking Avengers and Infinity War, or I'm sorry, Endgame and Infinity War. I guess it is really hard. I can say that when I walked out of Endgame, and I've only seen it once. I don't know if you guys share the sentiment. Abby, you can uh, tell me what you thought. I thought it was one of the most emotionally draining and satisfying superhero films that I'd ever seen. 
Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. It yeah. takes you on an emotional roller coaster, which is what I want to be on. And I enjoyed all the twists and turns. And yeah, I was completely spent by the end of it. But that's catharsis. Like, that's what you want. And I think these movies surprisingly always deliver on that, like, heart and really good character development and um, kind of reminding you, like, what life is all about and, like, why we live life and all that kind of stuff. So I, I always enjoy the Marvel movies. And this one was, like, going to church and and then it was very intense. It was like a church camp. Yeah, like it was a heavy, yeah. long, intense thing. It's it, what was I watching? I think I was watching Kevin Smith's review of, of Endgame, and he, he like he put it really well. Like we're we're all into these like supermen and superwomen and superheroes and stuff on the surface, yeah, because of what they can do and how cool they look when they're doing it. But it's the the human part of that and the fact that at the end of the day, like they they hold their humanity close and they they make choices based on that and that's what makes them the hero and the costume and the powers just you know mm-hmm. enhance that kind of and and the fact that you know i kind of compared endgame to deathly hallows earlier in the sense that like the at least the second deathly hallows movie in the harry potter franchise th- it was less about trying to continue the story and more about just putting the perfect cap on it. And I think Endgame is kind of in that same boat in the sense that it um like it it, it definitely told a story and it had a lot going on, but the biggest thing about it was like every character got a moment mm-hmm. to shine. Like got this moment where it was just like, yeah, that was that was her moment and that was his moment. And I think the difference between what Marvel has done and a lot of other films, you know, we can pick on DC or we can pick on anything else. They go for those moments, but they haven't, they haven't earned them in a way that makes them last and impact longer than however long they're on the screen. We can pick on Batman versus Superman. There are some shots and some scenes in that movie that look incredible. And when you see it, you're like, Oh, your initial reaction is that looks or that thing was really cool. But then as soon as it's over, you're like, I, I don't care anymore. But, but that's that's the perfect movie, point. That is the that is a, such an amazing point because you're right. Because at the end of this movie, when Captain America's on that bench and he's old and he's got the wedding ring on and they show him and Peggy, they had to earn that moment. That took 22 yeah. movies and Agent Carter and a ton of backstory mm-hmm. to get to that moment. And I think exactly. that's I think that. You can make a case that that is the biggest problem with the DC movies is that you you're looking like look at the character moments that you get in from Captain America all the way through the 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 series like they they kind of like they they stay on a theme and it's the theme about being the underdog and doing what's right but you also see the character go on this emotional journey mm-hmm. through a 10 year period and they he never wavered. He yeah. never. And then, and yeah. Then, like there are so many moments pumped up. in this movie and in infinity war that just like put an exclamation mark on that. And those are the earned moments when he gets, he gets the, the emotional earned moment when he finally gets to live out his life with Peggy. And we see that he gets the superhero earned moment when he finally picks up the hammer yeah. and like you get the surface level of, Oh, it's so cool that there, here's this moment where he picks up the hammer. But 
as opposed to like if this had happened in a DC movie, you would have been like, oh, that's so cool. And it would have been done and over. And the second he puts the hammer down, it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. because that happened, you know, he's old and I hope they don't just cheapen it by bringing him immediately back in the next movie. But let's say there was going to be a Captain America. Like we will forever remember the moment that we like it was confirmed and we knew like he is worthy and John you're breaking up a little a character development John we're losing and, you and he will goodbye John goodbye, in these movies we will remember hello <laughs> alright hold I on I can't hear anything he's with Peggy now <laughs> <laughs> John was just John just got Thanos right <laughs> John are you with us I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh my God! I I told we you. We hear like two of you. Hey John, say on your left. <laughs> uh, John is. Uh, uh, well, that was John. Your uh, apparently John's calling us from the uh, head of NASA. Uh, John, we're gonna. Will you hang up? We'll call you back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get that connection going again. Um, but to what John was saying is that I think what he was getting at was when the the part where we see where we all assume that Bucky is going to become the new Captain America, mm-hmm. and then it um, it turns out to be Falcon, and like, but you but you buy it. It's not like oh, it wasn't. Well, that's not what I was thinking. That's stupid. It's like oh, yeah, that makes sense. He has earned it. I thought that was like a really cool moment mm-hmm. too. Um, while I try to get John back on the line, they um, <laughs> John just messaged me and said, "Mr. Goldberg, I don't feel so good." <laughs> um, hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. he's oh, back. back! He's back. Hey, John, maybe this is um, so weird. This is so weird. You know, when we were talking on the podcast, and then I kind of got dusty, and uh-huh. then like this weird thing happened, and and suddenly I was here, and and Doctor Strange was like, "Come on, we got to go. They're doing a podcast." And, and there you go. Here we are. Hey Joe, I think will you kill your video? Because um, oh, am I videoing? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I, I can see, see you, you yeah. right now. I wish uh, I could hey, see. Hey, I didn't Put know your you. Clothes back yeah, on. do you always podcast <laughs> naked? Um, Just the gauntlet. I do. Um, Abby, what did you think about the stuff? You can't at the, see me because I'm holding so still that I'm invisible. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 I yes. Wish I was watching that um, right now. The stuff at the end with with Captain America and him making the choice to stay back. And live out his years with Peggy. Uh, I mean, I thought it, it was... I think that was one of the most emotional moments. Um, seeing him aged and, and on that bench, it's... you. I love more than anything... <clears throat> I'm about to reference the Chronicles of Narnia, actually. But when a story like opens up a window of time in which you can just fill in the blanks with your own imagination... Um, the Chronicles of Narnia, there was like a, a window of time where... like. They basically grow old, like, in Narnia, but when they come back to regular timing, um, like, it's, it's like, they're the same age. So it's, like, to think about, oh, my gosh, that's, like, that's your imagination filling in all those adventures, and it's kind of, like, a fun place to go to when you're, like, laying in bed and daydreaming or whatever. Like, it's, it's nice to think that... Um, there's a ton of adventures that could have happened in there. And also they could explore it with a, with a TV show or a movie or something else and go back to that yeah, timeline. Definitely. The Russos were asked this week if Captain America, sorry, that dog's disagreeing with me. If Captain America, um, 
when he went back, why he didn't interfere and try to stop anything as he lived out his life. And they confirmed that him going back with Peggy created an alternate timeline for him and her. And then the question was, well, how does he end up on the bench as an old man? And they were basically like, we're not at liberty to say right now. So I don't think Captain America's uh, story is is, uh, as done as maybe we think it is right now. Jake, what do you think about that? I, you know, I I just assumed that he... He, I think I had a conversation with you about this. I assumed that he went back in time and, um, you know, I would think he wouldn't in, in, try to interfere with anything because he knows that in the timeline, he knows they've won. And if you change anything, it can, you know, like, yeah, a lot of people die for five years, but he knows ultimately they, they fixed everything. So why would you interfere with anything? I imagined that, or I just assumed he went back in time um, and just had to kind of be in hiding the whole time while the other Captain America did all the stuff that he did. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that's a simpler, yeah, I feel like that's a simpler way to, and once you get to the point where he's on the bench, that's when you're back to only having one, like there's two Captain Americas up until that point. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, it, it definitely complicates things to say, no, he started a, an alternate timeline. Well, you, we can't explain to you why this makes sense, but it doesn't right now. But and I mean, sure, that that implies that maybe they have um, a plan in place or or, or whatever. Um, but for us who have no idea, it's just like what? <laughs> like one of the one of the things that I read that really hit me. It was a fan theory, but like, like Jake said, the idea that there were, you know, he put himself back in an earlier point in time. And then at that point, there were always just two Captain Americas. Why is this dog? Hey, no one cares about your fan theories. Okay. You didn't even watch the movie. Why is Rocket not a dog? Raccoon suck. But no, like the idea that he, you know, in the scene when he's saying goodbye to Peggy because she's old and she's dying, old Steve is like around the corner in the other room making sure like young Steve doesn't see him. Like stuff like that is just it like it makes you go back and look at the older movies and just go, oh, man, if that's what was happening, that's intense. And then there was also the talk about Peggy throughout the the series has referenced her husband, but never revealed mm. who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, never get a name or anything like that. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that plays out any further. Yeah, that shit's wild. And speaking of relationships, I like the idea of Star Lord needing to get to know Gamora all over again because yeah. it's not the original one. That was one of my favorite. Like, oh God, we haven't really twists. talked about the movie in a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> I completely forgot. Okay, so I want to talk about this. Um, my favorite subgenre of films are movies that go back into the other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the Future did it best. Uh, Terminator Genesis did it worst. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what? Avengers Endgame might have actually done it best because Better, yeah, the I way agree. they were like, there's nothing cooler than the thought of seeing something you've already seen from a different vantage point. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part of this whole movie was watching Star-Lord doing his dance from the like opening of Guardians of the Galaxy from the other side <laughs> without the sound. That shit, A, it's hilarious, and B, like brought me right back into the beginning of my favorite Marvel movie, so I was just like laughing and crying and so excited. And like, 
as they're when they first go back into Avengers and like uh when he tells Hulk to smash something and he's like passive aggressively kind of <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like he's embarrassed like by his old yeah. self. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah. love that. But then off he's like <laughs> But when you realize that that's what they were doing, I was like, "Oh my god, like the possibilities are endless. Like what are they going to do?" So they go back into Avengers, they go back into uh Guardians, they go into Thor Dark World which wasn't really what I was expecting, but that scene with Thor and his mom was like really great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it kind of parallels the scene where, uh, oh God, Tony and uh, Steve have to go back into the 70s. Oh, and Steve fights right. Steve? Well, oh, after Steve fights Steve. After, right, right, right. And Loki, right, right, right. Loki gets the fucking Tesseract. God, that Tesseract. Yeah. Could you imagine this dumb square cube has been the fucking uh, MacGuffin for this uh, 21 movies? Yeah. yeah. They got a hold of the Tesseract again. Um, but the scene where they go to the 70s and Tony has that whole moment with his dad, like, uh-huh. that's what, that was kind of throw me for a loop because I was like, they were getting closure for these characters, but there was no way, not one time in this movie that I think Thor was going to die. Because I was like... Chris Hemsworth is going to do these movies for as long as he possibly can. Um, Mm -hmm. But seeing them do the time travel stuff and seeing it work was incredible. I absolutely loved it. It was probably one of my favorite aspects of the movie. Yeah, I thought it was a real treat. Yeah. Um, I love, too, that they had, like, stuff. Oh, man. Like, and also see, like, they kind of got to look at themselves, like, literally, but also... Like, I was thinking of the moment when he's fight, like, Captain America ends up having to fight himself. And then he, uh, the Captain America from the Avengers time period, like 2012 Cap, is just like, I could do this all day. And, and the Cap yeah. from Endgame is just like, I know, I know, I know. Like, <laughs> I've heard it. And so. then stuff, stuff like that. And then stuff when, um, oh God, what was the other one I was just thinking of? I don't know. There's so much stuff where it's like it really like it just brings closure and self-awareness. And like the whole movie is just it's fan service in the sense of like, hey, we're just giving you stuff we know you're going to like. But it's like just like with him picking up the hammer, like it's earned fan service. It's stuff that is pay like this whole movie is full of little payoffs to other things that have been said and said. But the movie itself is obviously a payoff to the 22 films that have come before it. And so, like, just, uh, man, there's so much that happens. There's so much that goes on. It's it's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that layering and foundation building that makes it all pay off. Speaking of character moments, after we see the scene... At what What is... Oh God, I'm such a bad person. Where, where do they go... <laughs> With the mountain and Red Skull. Oh. Bormir. Yeah, Bor. Okay. Death Mountain. Um, <laughs> Mega Mountain. So Space Mountain. There's always been a lot of, like, chemistry and friendship and bonding between Hawkeye and... Uh, uh, Black Widow. Natasha. Widow. Natasha, yes. I, I, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to use her real name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, we know how that plays out. She sacrifices herself. Her story kind of comes to a close. Do we think anything ever happened between them? No, I don't think anything ever happened between them. I think I really do think they just had a bond that yeah. 
it was not romantic, but it was very deep. Like, it seems like when they encountered each other, it was at a very dark time, especially for Nat, but possibly also for Hawkeye, too, for Clint. And I think that it like there, some people just have that bond where, like, above and beyond romance or friendship or anything, it's just like we are two of a kind. Like, we are stuck together. We are... Like there is something between us that will always be there. And Mm -hmm. it's like to me, that was really powerful. Like the fact that they immediately knew like, hey, I love you. You love me. One of us is going to have to die. And it didn't have to get weird or sexual or like, you know, I guess we have to say it out loud now. I've always had a thing for you. Like it wasn't about that. It was just like, no, like both of us know how connected we are. It sucks that it's going to have to end one of two ways. Yeah. I thought they were going to reveal that both of their parents' names were Martha. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to make three of those jokes an episode. Um, what if uh, what if um, Natasha sacrifices herself, hits the ground, no, the stone doesn't come up, and Hawkeye's like, oops. <laughs> he just does, like, the hands in the pocket, whistle, walk away. 99 problems. <laughs> Uh, and that, that's when it cuts to to the fucking oh god I'm so bad with names tonight. Agent Smith from the Matrix, yeah. but not really. Red Skull. Red Skull. Red Skull. Okay, I think I probably it. called him Red Hood three times in this episode. That's the Red. The Red Hood. Um, yeah, that stuff was pretty powerful, and like it's interesting because that death, though it was emotional, it didn't get to me that I think because I know they're doing a Black Widow solo movie. It's going to be a prequel. Um, I guess maybe because you know that's going to... Because, like, the let's... I want to talk about Iron Man, because that's, like, the biggest emotional arc of the film. It's more than just seeing the character die. It's saying goodbye to Robert Downey Jr. as that character. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of, like, you're emotionally dealing... Like, like when Lost ended... John, did you watch Lost? I didn't. Okay. I'm I too intimidated to start now. I won't spoil <laughs> it, but, but when Lost ended, it was... There was character deaths, obviously, were, were powerful, but it's also saying goodbye to, like, routine. Like, yeah. it's, it's so, like, with, with the MCU, I know that, like, once or twice every couple years, I'm going to get Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark, and he's incredible, and it's going to be a joy, and it's going to be funny, and he's going to be an asshole, but he's also going to, like, be, like, like, Lovable, like just everything you want out of that character uh, since 2008 and feeling like you're saying goodbye to that as well as the character and seeing the character arc is, uh, man, that was an incredibly emotional thing to go through. Um, I didn't know that Pepper Potts could make me cry, honestly. Like that was (laughs) not my favorite character. That's someone that I was always like, oh, whatever. But then seeing that plus like them having a daughter together and like their time their life that they had started to lead, just the two of them, like their little quiet lifestyle, which by the way always reminds me of like Gwyneth Paltrow's like doesn't she have that like goop blog where like she lives naturally? I feel <laughs> like she's living she, That's what she does. She's yes. just sitting at their cabin writing for goop. Exactly. I was like, she's jarring something and pickling it, I know it. Um I liked that. I, I mean, I think I agree with you in that, like, you're not only saying goodbye to the character Iron Man, but to uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, portrayal and that 
like you said, the routine of like, I'm, I'm looking forward to and anticipating he's going to be there for me. But now that's over. He's gone. This is yeah. done. And he embodied that character so much that it like kind of transformed it. So Real quick, Jake. I think, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just going to, Jake, you, you mentioned specifically that um, you did a whole lot of crying. And <laughs> did I? Yeah. Well, I know you did. You're an emotional man. <laughs> I, I've seen those Logan selfies. Cry so much. Well, pe- a couple of people like I, I've talked about how much I cried during this movie, and people are like, "When'd you start?" And I'm like, uh, "During the Star when Wars Hawk trailer." Funny Star Wars trailer. Star Wars trailer. <laughs> uh, but no, but like, so it's not just the. Uh, we're gonna talk. I want to talk about the big battle. I want to give a lot of discussion to that. But like, you see what happens with Tony. Uh, you see him basically. Uh, they they. They put all the stones into the, the, the new gauntlet and he snaps it and he dies. We, we see him die and there's this emotional moment with Peter Parker and then Pepper Potts and you go through those emotions. But then they cut to the scene where he's left this uh, hologram message for everybody and you, mm-hmm. you, you start crying again. And then you see his whole fucking funeral it with is- every character in the MCU dressed to the nines, by the way. Yeah, talk about bookending and closure and, like, all that shit. It was just, it was, it, it, it re- without spoiling it, it did remind me of a lot of the same feelings I had at the end of Lost, where it was just like, I'm hyperventilating at this point. Having yeah, didn't said someone that, have to be, like, dragged out of a theater <laughs> from hyperventilating? Yeah, somebody in China uh, had to go to the hospital for crying too hard. And Avengers, yeah. Um, uh, Jake, what uh, what what was your emotional levels the the last twenty minutes? The thing about this movie is that there's so many. There's fifteen moments that are all almost equally as emotional happening every two fucking minutes. I don't have a list, but it's like count them out. There's so I mean it could be twenty I don't know it was just ballparking there's so many ballpark sports so, reference from the minute like from the minute you know they start fighting Thanos which is I don't know like what, what is that there's still an hour left of the movie like from the minute that that happens there are so many things that happen and I mean things like you know. Uh, Captain America picking up the hammer, uh, like just watching, just watching Thor, Iron Man and Captain America, like slow walk up to Thanos, like the three of them on their own. We're about to see the three original, you know, biggest members of the team fight together like this is something you don't it's it's like this is something you don't see as often. remember in uh, the first Avengers the three those three guys fight each other there's like a scene where Thor Captain America and Iron Man fight each other before they're all really they meet Thor yeah yeah exactly the first time they meet Thor and now the three of them are walking up in like a similar kind of setting up to Thanos like from that moment there are so many fucking just emotional things and and they all hit you like during that battle I mean the fucking the the portals open all the Avengers pop out we get Avengers assemble we get Mm -hmm. to see Jake it's just just too much you know what I mean I'm just not thinking about how like you made the comparison between the first time they meet in the first Avengers movie and this battle and I am just now realizing how many parallels there are to it like you remember when Thor attacks Iron Man 
and he realizes that his suit is now like overcharged. But yeah, in this like one, he it, like yeah. purposefully does it. He's like, Thor hit me. And then he like yeah. supercharges him. Like yeah. there's so much. Oh, man. Like all of that's, this hit me all over again. Gee. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, the iron. Of course, Iron Man dying is emotional, even like whether you saw it coming a mile away or not or whatever. But the fact is, is that there's so many other things that are also hitting you at the same time that it's just like you're already crying. You know what I mean? You're already in the middle of it. It's Mm -hmm. so well paced that like one emotional like because, you know, it's the end because by nature of what this movie is and how well it's been built toward like every scene, every important moment is going to be a moment that evokes a really strong emotion if it doesn't make you cry and all of those moments just bleed into one another. So yeah, Yeah. by the, I mean, like you get to the point where, you know, Captain America picks up the hammer and that's a moment that you're cheering for and you're cheering nonstop as he's just like beating Thanos around, like, like nobody's business. And then Thanos gets the upper hand and then you're terrified because like Iron Man is out cold. Thor is out cold. Ant-Man and Rhodey and Rocket are like trapped under the like you're sitting here thinking it's just Cap and Thanos's entire like million alien army has just showed up Mm -hmm. and Captain America just tightens his shield like, well, you know what? I'm not going to stop. And you're just like, this is when Cap dies. And like that makes you want to cry. And then you know, then you hear on your left and immediately like you like it just like you knew it in the back yeah. of your mind because you saw Clint's wife call him. You're like, oh, cool. The snap worked. But like you're so invested in the story that you're not thinking about like, where's everybody else? Like, why aren't they here yet? And then you're so into it and thinking about how Captain America is going to like he's going to last like 30 more seconds and then just get trampled to death. And then you hear Sam over the radio just be mm-hmm. like, Cap, are you there? On your left. Oh. And then you're just like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, God. And, and everyone <laughs> and then, fucking yeah, freaks out. Like, yeah. You're so caught up in everybody coming in and cheering as you see, like, you know, everybody coming in through all the portals. And then by the time you get to a shot where you're just like, you see everybody and you're just like taking Howard it all the duck up. is there. Yeah. Howard the duck There's is like, what the He's literally there. And like, you're just soaking all this in. And before you can even fully grasp, like there it is the entire Marvel universe, like perfect timing. Captain America just says Avengers. And then you're like, Oh God, this is it. And then he says it. And like, <laughs> I have ne- like, I remember seeing the dark Knight at midnight and that was one of the most like, like, that felt like church. Like everybody yeah. was cheering. Everybody was into it. This was louder than that. Like when Captain America finally said Avengers assemble, Listen. it was insanity. I am about to start crying. I have chills going up now, and down. They, this is the first time that you hear Avengers assemble in yeah. the entire. Th- do you, did they do that on purpose? Did they know? Like, Doesn't that seem like something that they would put in the first movie? Is that was that like when they made the first Avengers movie? Did they know, hey, four Avengers movies down the road, we're saving it for that? I don't know if they knew exactly because I remember reading interviews because that's the obvious. There were already there were already teases. There were already like Thanos teases. But so guys, I'm reading a I'm reading a thread from uh, January 2018. 
And somebody, the question was, when will Captain America finally say Avengers Assemble in the MCU? <laughs> and someone was like, I don't know, but I bet it's going to be a big moment. Like, <laughs> hey, was that me? Did I? Yeah, that, that was Jake. I was on, <laughs> was I was on Jake's Captain America fan site. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's uh, when everybody starts coming back. So here's the thing. We all knew everybody. Like, of course, you know, everybody's coming back. It's the journey. Jake did. Jake knew. Jake knew a year ago. As a matter of fact, if you go listen to our Infinity War review, Jake's like, they're not dead. They're not. Yeah. I know. Everybody's all emotional, and Jake's like, whatever. And then they, you know that when Jake's sitting there watching and Spider-Man swings through, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Everyone else is in tears. Jake's like, okay. No, no, no. I was more like, like, hey, why am I crying at the fact that Captain Marvel <laughs> just met Spider-Man for the first time? Like, that's such a dumb thing, but yes. why is that emotional? When she, like, smiles at him, and she's like, hey, yes. kid, or whatever she says. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And she's like, hey, Peter Parker. Looks oh, like you got something. Yeah, that's it. Oh, like, oh like, my like, God. Yes. You want him to meet, and then he's like, Dude. and then he has that moment where he's like, I don't know how you're gonna get it all the way over there because he sees every like all the bad guys. Oh, I know. Oh, that's oh. the moment that Captain. Oh, Marvel, that was. That's the moment Captain Marvel went directly into Peter Parker's spank bank. That's what he's gonna think about. <laughs> that's looks like and he, mine. He like, Hold on. Looks like he got something there. I sure do. Like to have Captain Marvel show up, and he's just like, whoa. Hi, I'm Peter. And then immediately he like every female hero in the Marvel universe is just like, right. don't worry, Peter, we're here to protect you. It's uh, like, whoa. That, guys, Abby, talk was, about it. None just, of us that, are qualified to talk about it. All I'll say is that that's the moment that I like freaked the most out at and like literally was felt like a football fan was like fucking clapping yeah. and cheering and all the other females in the audience were. And it mimics kind of or mirrors. Not Valdosta. Not, maybe not Valdosta. <laughs> <laughs> Jake called us. Jake said his theater. No one reacted to that part. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. weird. Uh, it was the our theater was like Aurora, so it was exciting. But it reminded me of there's a moment in Infinity War where there's like there it's an all female like battle sequence. Yeah, and it's a smaller it's scale. In, yeah, they're helping Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and this is like that, but on steroids. And, and can I was, talk about Scarlet Witch? It. She finally got oh, to use her. Man. She Fuck finally got it. to use her powers without people slapping her on the wrist. You know, I I never Stop really it. thought about it. Like out of all all these people have these crazy powers. And every time she tries to use them, they're just like, no, we're putting you on house arrest. You got to. She didn't even love vision. That was fucking. What do you call it? Where you fall in love with the person who's watching over you just because they're. Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, that was Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> oh my God. Craig's rewriting. Yeah, with yeah, vision. You're, you're what a woman, Viz. Craig, read yeah. a comic book. Yeah, you seriously. Ignorant, <laughs> you ignorant punk. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Craig, get off this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Hey, good luck putting up a podcast without me. Okay. <laughs> that comment was brought to you by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> With you know, no dude, period. When she, when, she, uh, when she confronts Thanos and Thanos is just like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I before she even said it, I was like, you're about to find out. It looked yeah. like, oh, man, it's just so good. Yeah. It's just so good. The whole, the whole, that whole, I mean, listen, we've seen, we talked a little bit about last week. The, we've seen these large scale battles. Like we've been seeing them on screen basically since like Phantom Menace and Lord of the Rings, like these big, like computer generated, but like 
they've never done it like this. Like this, no. when Black Panther shows up and all the like, it's just it's literally an incredible, awe-inspiring moment that like everybody can get behind. Like it's just a feel-good catharsis that you go through, and like it's something that appeals to the best in every one of us. Yeah, it's something pure. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened five years later. Oh. Dude, this is the second best movie that ever had five years later in it. <laughs> True. Dude, I'm making a shirt that says Ghostbusters 2 is better than Endgame. Don't at, don't at me. Wait, I want one. Um, and I always have to bring up the fact that the Russo brothers will not be doing a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> Just let everybody know. Yeah. Dude, around the t- so I saw it twice, and around the time it got to the point where Falcon says "on your left" and everybody's showing up and assembling. The second time I saw it, I had like that popped into my head. I was just like, "These dudes could have been making Ghostbusters." Like, yeah. but you know what? If they would have done Ghostbusters, they might not have done Avengers and Endgame. That's true because yeah, of the true. timing of it. Um, whew, we've covered a lot of ground. Um, why don't just why don't we free format round table final thoughts i mean listen there's gonna i gotta see this movie again there's a lot a lot a lot to unpack yeah um the whole we haven't really talked about the storyline of thanos from 2012 coming in when he blows up avengers hq that's an incredible scene Mm -hmm. the way that they brought back gamora is is wonderful because she still gets to be with the Guardians more than likely, but she's not going to give a fuck about Peter Quill, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. He's going to have to it. try to win her back. It's going to be funny if she like, so there's that part where she's like, she's really? like Thor back. Oh, fuck yeah. yes. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I wouldn't blame her Dude, at this point. The, the shot, the scene when he gets back on the ship, he's like, ah, the Asgardians of the galaxy. And they have their little thing about who's really in charge. And mm-hmm. that last look that Thor gives him when he's like, of course you're in charge. Of course. Oh, of course. I love that shit. Like that was, uh, I laughed so hard, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my cat. Um, I think <laughs> the part where Gamora's like, really? Like it was this guy and Nebula. I think who was in Nebula? She's like, it yeah. was him or a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think um, it'll be interesting too because you know we do have Spider-Man: Far From Home uh, coming out, mm-hmm. and Kevin Feige said that that's the actual end of Phase Three. And yeah. did you guys see this screenshot that everybody's talking about? Uh, from so the scene at the end of Endgame where Peter Parker's back in school supposedly you see in the background somebody that looks an oh, awful yeah. like Ben Mendelsohn yeah um, Talos yeah and mm. uh, obviously he was one of the uh, oh god what are they called from Captain Scrolls. Marvel one of the scrolls yeah. and uh, read a fucking comic book Jesus. you know I would if I wasn't busy fucking editing this goddamn podcast all the time. <laughs> um, no, I think like, I think like it'll be interesting to see how they progress because now Marvel or right, Disney plus starts next year. We know the following about there's no announced movies past, uh, far from home. Right. Yeah. But we do know for a fact they're doing a Eternals movie, which I don't know anything about. And I, we do know that they're going to do a black widow movie. Um, did you just say turtles? I was so confused. Turtles? The Eternals. 
So we know those things. We know there's going to be another Doctor Strange. We know there's going to be another Captain Marvel, Black Panther, all those obvious ones. Uh, we know that Loki's getting his own TV series. We know that Wanda and Vision are getting their own series that takes place in the 50s. We know that Falcon, the new Captain America, and uh, Bucky are getting their own series. So, like, there's a lot of story left with most of these characters. Um, It'll be interesting to see where they go in light of everything that just happened in Endgame. It's like, this isn't the end of the MCU. I I personally think at this rate, why would they ever stop it? This might be going on for the the rest of our lives. But, like... It's been pointed out that I'm not the biggest comic book fan. <laughs> we'll help you out, Craig. Okay? But Jake, we'll get you a reading list. We'll make it happen. Maybe Jake and John could inform us on some stories that they think they, we could be seeing in the MCU. And obviously, X-Men and Fantastic Four and Deadpool might be brought into the MCU in the next couple of years as well. Oh, man. Jake, you want to go first? Uh, I mean, well, obviously, you were just talking about scrolls could possibly that could happen. I mean, Secret Invasion is a big it's it's a very, very big part. Much like, you know, much like Civil War and uh, Infinity Gauntlet. It's a it's a pretty big thing where the scrolls kind of you find out that they have infiltrated Earth and have been masquerading as some of your heroes for a very long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to, they're trying to do exactly what you find out they do when you're watching <clears throat> Captain Marvel. They're, they're trying to take over basically. So there's, they could always do that. Um, there's uh, also, me, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's also just by virtue of characters that they will eventually introduce a lot of big villains that, regardless of a specific storyline have in the comics been, you know, villains to the entirety of the Marvel universe. You know, Loki started out as a Thor villain, but, you know, just like in the movies and the comics, he ends up being kind of a universe wide threat. And they're going to bring in characters like Dr. Doom and Galactus when they start doing Fantastic Four and that kind of stuff will affect everybody. I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to know sooner than late. It's not like, as soon as these movies start, they're going to they're going to probably do the same thing they did with Thanos. Like we're going to yeah. start getting hints and after credit scenes, probably pretty like Thanos was a very big, long buildup. But that's what made that's what made it work. And like that's what giving given Thanos like, you know, um, like a bit part in in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and just all of that stuff is like that's what builds you know, story and character. And I, I feel like it's not going to be long before we know what the next big, big villain will be. Yeah. And the other thing I thought about too, the other day that I don't know if they'll do it because obviously this character is already doing really well. And, and I don't know what the, the rules are, but you know, we just saw five years of a world where Spider-Man Peter Parker was dead. And if there was ever a time for some young biracial kid to be like, hey, maybe the world still needs Spider-Man. I don't know. This might be it, especially because they've already kind of mentioned him in the first Spider-Man film. Yep. And since I do know a lot about comics, that <laughs> biracial kid you're talking about 
is Barack Obama. <laughs> Correct? Uh, you're very right. Yeah. Thank you. You got um, it. I would love I would love to see Galactus happen. I I was um very disappointed with Fantastic Four Part Two's, you know, use of that character. And he is very much so um the kind of character that could carry, you know, a Thanos like storyline. Like there's a there's a lot that happens. He is literally and figuratively a very big character in the in the universe that not only brings together, you know, the Avengers, but Fantastic Four is a big part of that. And I know I know like that kind of stuff is probably going to be happening. Like Fantastic Four is probably going to be happening soon. Yeah. Uh, to jump around real quick before we finish, uh, I would love to see Miles Morales. I think that um, I don't know if they I, I never thought I no, I will say this. I don't the the portrayal of Miles in um what they did in Into the Spider-Verse was mm. one of my favorite things I've ever seen ever like in any form of media. So Yeah, my brother literally just texted me while we were recording this saying that he liked Spider-Verse better than Endgame. Yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're hard to comp- they're hard to compare. He I mean, says it was are, better yeah. by a mile. Uh, but did you guys? As weird as it sounds, like we're talking about you know Endgame, which is the you know the exclamation mark on twenty two films, and then we're talking about Spider Verse, which is on its own dealing with multiverses and mm-hmm. six villains versus a dozen spider characters that we run into or whatever. Yeah. And it it feels weird to say like yeah, it's different because like Spider Verse was a more intimate film. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because like, and did you guys know this is way off topic? Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, obviously they did uh, Spider Verse, and they just signed a big TV deal with Sony to develop multiple Marvel TV projects. Uh, some of them based oh. on uh, the characters uh, in Spider Verse. So listen, wow. still a good time to be a comics fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake mentioned Jake. I'm sorry, uh, I was working on something a second ago. I don't know if you mentioned. Uh, Jake had the thought that maybe they would roll out an X-Men universe within the MCU with individual. Yeah. uh, Yeah, You know, we, we were talking about, we were talking about this separately. I talked about this separately with John and Anne with you guys. And Oh, sorry. I didn't know those kinds of things were happening. Yeah. It's it's been around because it's not (laughs) when the side chick is over for dinner. (laughs) <laughs> it's something Are that just recently popped in my head is is an option and I and I'm not sure I'm not sure how it would work or if it's something I would be completely on board with it's just something that I wonder because of how well it worked for Avengers to to do all these characters separately and then have them come together in a big film it made me wonder if that's something that they would try to do with X-Men I feel like it would be harder to do standalone films for some of those characters, but it would also do the same kind of character building and world building. And I feel like putting a team Spider-Verse did it perfectly and Avengers has done it in a really good way, but it's hard to do a movie that's about a team and have the first movie done. Like it's, it's it's the same it's the same thing you get with like Batman versus Superman. You know what I mean? When, yeah. when you have so many characters out of nowhere, this is your first time or maybe just your second time seeing some of these characters. It's like who cares? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, so the, it the just makes me like, wonder if they think, would do. I think they would do something like that because they did it with the Marvel TV shows. Like they gave before teaming up uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and 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 all them. They uh, yeah. they all got their own series. So like it, it Marvel. Uh, there, there's a precedent set. I know it's different it's for X Men. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> it's like I mean, it Scott is tricky Summers. because in the in the comics, it does just start with X Men. You don't get like Iron Man is his own thing. Like it, it is different, but it, it just makes me wonder if that's the way they might try to go about it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, it's a good thought. I, I have doubts. I mean, as much as like being comic book fans, we can sit here and be like, yeah, Scott Summers can be kind of dull sometimes, but I wouldn't mind reading a solo Cyclops book if it told a good story. You also got to be like, would the rest of the world be into that in terms of like a general movie going right. on? So right. I think once you, I think once I'm you not- introduce a character like Cyclops – Everyone's yeah. automatic question is, well, where's everybody else? Whereas yeah, if you do a right. solo Captain America film, people are cool with just watching Captain America. We're we're at a point where it, it it's it's kind of a unique situation because at the time when Iron Man and Captain America and Thor came out, those were everybody's first you know, people who weren't familiar with comics, like that was the first that everybody knew of those. We yeah. already have like eight X Men movies. Like, yeah. even if you're not a comic books fan, w- there's enough of that out there that people have a pretty good idea of what the X Men are. Without I, probably, even though it's going to be completely different, and we're going to probably get yeah. you know different, completely different versions of all those characters, it's still like people know. Okay, well, the X Men, uh, they're they're the ones who are led by the bald guy. You know, people, yeah. people will miss that. It's kind of like Spider-Man in that way where like, yeah, they have Spider-Man homecoming and Spider-Man far from home now where, you know, they're telling these solo Spider-Man films, but they've also been very careful to not retread some of the stuff that's been done before. in, in the, in the Sony Spider-Man films that is like, okay, we get it. We know how he became Spider-Man. We know who some of these other villains are. Let's, let's do some of the stuff that hasn't been done. before. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like James Franco, star of Spider-Man: <laughs> Far From Home. Just um, well, listen, guys, covered some ground. This episode is as long as Endgame. Yeah, it is not. We're halfway there. Um, loved Endgame. I give it a ten out of ten. One of my favorite movie-going experiences in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Highly emotional. Highly impactful. Uh, gonna miss Tony Stark. Gonna miss Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and but really he's the only like I, I just I, I've been having this feeling that like you know these movies are basically like Star Wars so in 20 years don't be surprised to see the reunion of, of yeah you know Chris Evans and, and Robert Downey Jr. and yeah uh, and, and it will be a very big deal when it happens mm-hmm. uh, Robert Downey Jr. probably take their time too because they're smart I think they said he stands to make 75 million dollars from this movie alone yeah so uh-huh. um you know, there might I'd be, be back. Yeah, like, I'd come back. Like, why not? It's yeah. I mean, like, you know, they're going to find some way to bring everybody back at some point for an important moment. But like you said earlier, it's just it's the end of that routine where you get to see them every couple years. It's and I think it's funny. I, I was telling a couple people like there were very specific moments for me, especially after the second time where I was like, OK, these will probably always 
you know, get me teary eyed, even after I'm watching it at home on Blu-ray or whatever. And one of those moments is, you know, you get through the first part of the credits and it just kind of shows these quick blurry clips of different characters and their names pop up and then the screen goes dark and the like the main Avengers theme song kicks in and you see this shot of Hawkeye with like clips from all his appearances in the other movies and then Jeremy Renner's signature and then like ah. it does that for all the characters. And as soon as I realized what was happening, it just like it hit me so hard. There was something about the way that they made those and something about the fact that they were signing them it felt like this meta moment of like you know acknowledging like the routine is over and each one of these characters that you've lived with for the past 10 years 11 years was you know looking at you and saying hey thanks for coming with us yeah you know it was a good time and it just like every time it just hits me and it's like it's like, ah, like even knowing we're probably going to see Thor again and we're probably going to like some of those characters, you know, you're going to see again. But all of them, like it just hits you. And the way that you've been seeing them as a team, as like the main cast of characters, yeah. the ones who are carrying us through this, you know, infinity saga, like that's over. It's done. Like we yeah. they came and they did their job. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like a fabulous way to bookend it. I mean, as collectors who love autographs and love seeing all that stuff, like that was so <laughs> satisfying. And yeah. and it does like just show the weight of like a wrapping up all of these movies and all of these stories. Um, yeah. I, I love it personal. That. Yeah, exactly. Jake, any final thoughts? No, man. I mean, the only the only thing I think we haven't we here's a here's a fitting end. Uh, I know there's no. One of the things that's kind of like this, this could be maybe the saddest part of the entire end game is the fact that there's no after credit scene, which feels like, you know, Marvel kind of like they didn't, you know, they weren't the first to put a, a, a credit, a, you know, a scene after the credits, but they were definitely the ones to make it popular. And it's yeah. not having that is such a like, an ending to the to the series and then if you do sit through you know there's not a there's not a after credit scene but there is the sound of it's just the sound of tony stark beating the hammer from the very first iron man movie when he's making the iron man suit yeah, yeah. i heard at the end and of that's uh, such a like what at the end of spider-man far from home it's gonna you're gonna hear uh, peter parker beating the hammer Whoa. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel. Oh boy, right, well. uh, Jake, but you're, I agree, you're man. Definitely right, Jake. <laughs> yeah, like to have. I mean, to get through all of that, and instead of an end credit scene that sets up what's next, it lets you sit in with loops. Basically, it literally, the, yeah, it's, it's the moment it's that the time Marvel loop. universe started, where it was just like it. This whole thing began because Tony Stark was in that cave and said, "I'm not going to make." these missiles i'm not going to make any more weapons i'm going to make a suit and i'm going to protect people yeah so like to hear that sound it's like reaching back and saying like you know we did it like we Good got here fucking this storytelling yep it's yep. amazing yeah yep. and for edward norton and terrence howard <laughs> so so sorry sorry guys. terrence howard's last line or not last line but like to have his one of his last moments be him looking at an iron man suit and see, saying next time baby and <laughs> then it didn't yeah. and then don Cheadle's like nah i got this nah, dude. Um, 
Well, listen, everybody. John, thank you so much for joining us this week on Yes, Have Some Podcast. Before we get Absolutely. going, I do want to let everybody know that Ghostbusters Fan Fest is coming up. The YHS crew will be there in full force, including John Yerkeba. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who, it. You, you know whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so we will be there June 7th and 8th hanging out. If you're going to be there, come say hi. Come hang out. We will We will talk to you. We will talk at give you. Give Ivan Reitman a hug. We will all give Ivan. Yes, we will. <laughs> according to Troy and Chris, Apparently. we talked about that earlier, John. Uh, Ivan Reitman is an open hug machine. <laughs> No. Um, and uh, so, yeah, come on out. And uh, we'll, we'll, we're looking forward to seeing everybody out at FanFest out in Culver City. If you want to find Yes, Have Some Podcasts on the Internet, obviously you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that you can get podcasts. We do ask that you go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. We want to know what you love about the show, and those reviews do help us out a lot. Also, social media. Instagram, Twitter, at YHS Podcast. You can find our brand new official website at YHSPodcast.com. And of course, we're on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook group, which has been fucking insane lately. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's a good time over there. Yeah. Between Avengers and Game of Thrones, like, the, I, I, guys. Everybody's going through a lot. I didn't want to go here, but we're going to need some admins. So if you're interested... Some- if you want to mediate, <laughs> taking applications. Hey, I'll do it. Uh, no, because Jake will start banning everybody. <laughs> uh, I deleted something. Jake's like Thanos. Bring the hammer down. I knew it. He'd fucking delete half of them. Um, no, so yeah, we've been having a lot of fun in group therapy. People are passionate. Once a year, Jake is just going to snap people out of <laughs> the snap. Oh, snap. Once a year, we get rid of half of everybody. I love that idea. It's a perfect balance. You just see, like, Jake quietly painting, like, uh, dinosaurs on his farmhouse afterwards. He puts up a little video. He's like, hi, I'm Jake hi, Walsh. I'm Jake. Half the work of you. will always be done. The w- oh, my I fucking God. I am inevitable. <laughs> so watch out, group therapy members. Uh, no, we're having a lot of fun at group therapy. We thank everybody for uh, talking about... We talk about the show. We talk about movies. We review trailers. We talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Ooh, we need to touch that. Yeah, maybe oh, next... Pointy teeth. We're maybe gonna, next year. I'm hoping the world ends before next week so we don't have to talk about it. Um, Abby, why don't you tell everybody how they can get into uh, Yes, Have Some Group Therapy. Go to Facebook.com, search for Yes, Have Some Cast. You'll find our page. Scroll down. You will see Group Therapy pop up. Give it a click. Ask to join myself or Jake or Craig or our new admin that we're trying to find will accept you. So do it. And join up, and then you can, like, stress out about whatever you're stressed about buying and watching and or how you feel about Game of Thrones. And we're there for you. We love you guys. Yep. All right, everybody. That is 148. We are in the books. We will be back next week. I don't think we have any major movie releases in the next week, so it'll be a little bit more of a maybe do some stress, some fuck budget, mm-hmm. talk about that new Child's Play poster. Ooh. We'll have some fun. <laughs> Can't. Wait. For, a- for Abigail. We'll do all of Game of Thrones. We'll just review them all. All of them. Next all eight seasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, and see if Craig knows one character's name. He got, well, he got. It's like the big guy. Hold on. One. Hold on. You got, you know, they come in there and they got a little bit with sword. <laughs> and she ain't having it. Dude, oh wait, that's my new character. I love little bit. That's my new character. Guy who. Guy who doesn't really know what yeah. he's talking about. So, so. 
So Homegirl, the blondie, <laughs> she's coming in on a dinosaur. No. And she... <laughs> now, now, hold on, hold on. The guy with the curly hair who she's been smitten with lately, I'm not going to lie. They keep calling him a bastard. That ain't right. Uh, that ain't okay. right. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty mean. That's pretty mean. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. I yeah. hate myself yeah. for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I literally <laughs> fucking hate myself. It was coming out before you could stop it, All I right. saw. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye guys. Bye, Love guys. Bye.